Leah was unavoidably absent and today we're talking hurling and camogie mostly and we will be joined later on by Tomás Kelly, the co-manager of the St. Joseph's Tulla Premier School team in the All-Ireland semi-final uh, this weekend against um, St. Keans of Kilkenny and also by regular uh, contributor Parik McMahon of the Clare Rucko uh, who will discuss all matters hurling and camogie with regard to Clare. And now we're delighted to welcome on Sportsline Tomás Kelly who is uh, joint manager or Co-manager, I'm not sure what the term is, of Tulla, St. Joseph's and Tulla's uh, prim- post-primary team as they enter, uh, for the first time, the All-Ireland College's semi-final this weekend. Tomás, thanks a million for joining us. Thanks very much, Pat, and uh, thanks for having me on. No other at all, and it's, it's great to have you again, and uh, I'm sure you're busy. Before we, we talk about the semi-final, Tomás, um, it was only right and proper that uh, the school and, and, and the whole community there would celebrate uh, history being made in terms of the Hearty Cup and, uh, you know, show it to all the appropriate people and bring it to all the appropriate places. So I'm sure you did that the week afterwards. But just reflect back on that before we talk about the, the big one this weekend. Yeah, I suppose, like, it would have been, like, it was a huge emotion <clears throat> outpouring after the game. Um, you know, the, the competition holds such prestige and, it's, it, it holds such an aura for people, especially, I suppose, you know, people of a certain vintage and that, you know, the Cup did do the rounds and there was a, there was a lot of to and fro and visits to the school and different things going on. So, look, that's that's all part and parcel. And if you don't if you don't celebrate when you when you win the big ones, you'll never celebrate. So, yeah, yeah, we'd like to think we did that anyway. Well, that's brilliant, Josh. We saw bits of it on, online in various places and you had some... Uh, some um Fairly colourful visitors as well, which is nice to see, and, and and just you know just 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 kind of celebrate the whole thing. Uh, I'm sure the lads enjoy that as well because you know there's a lot of tension and a lot of hard work in the build up to a game. So it was great to have the time to be able to do that for the from the players' point of view. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Um, I suppose they didn't really have a whole pile of time to celebrate themselves because they were straight back into mocks. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Too. Maybe Tuesday after. So it was actually good in a way for them to have the focus of the mocks because, and it was good for the school because, uh, you know, I think it might have been a bit of a free for all otherwise. So yeah, it was it was good for them to have the focus of the of the books and and the mocks and um, yeah, it was um, it was brilliant and we had a brilliant day with Marty Morrissey. He came and visited us on on the Friday and I couldn't speak highly enough of him. Uh, how he spoke to the lads and how how he how he made time for everyone, it was a fantastic. Um, Fantastic, um, impressive character. So we just like to thank him also. Absolutely, Marty. Marty is, is, is outstanding, really. And uh, yeah, sometimes we forget the lads are in school for another reason besides hurling. I suppose all right. So those marks is a great way of getting down to earth. And anyway, on to um, further measures which hopefully might lead to other celebrations. But I know that the big step this weekend is St. Kieran's. And I suppose if you're looking for a, a team or a school to play in an All Ireland semi final in your first time and you want to go uh, towards the top. Well, they don't come much higher than St. Kieran's in, ter- in terms of reputation and uh, achievement so far in uh, in colleges hurling, uh, Tomás. Yeah, I suppose, Pat, they're the, they're the <coughs> standard bearers when it comes to themselves and St. Fladdon's been standard bearers when it comes to the Crow Cup and the All-Ireland Ar- Ar- version of the of the post-primary school's A competition. So um, for us to be to be lining out in St. Kieran's is um, in All-Ireland to be fine. It's a stuff of dreams, but, you know, we're not going there to make up the numbers and... Uh, we're going to give it one right rattle on Saturday. 
Yeah, and I suppose you have to combine a respect for who they are and all that with also uh, ensuring, as you say, that uh, your lads uh, don't too much respect them, uh, show too much respect in a sense, and just go out there if it's, it's any other team they're playing. I mean, they, they, you know, they have great self-belief, as, as, you have, as we already have seen, but um, you've got to balance the two things. A great school you're playing, but I suppose for the lads, it's just another game that's there to be won on their way to potential glory. Yeah, I wouldn't really have any fear of them in that regard. They'd be overawed by the opposition. Um, like, you know, St. Kieran's and their pedigree and what they're, well, you know, the history of Hurling. But, um, like, we faced a lot of big names so far. And, you know, I suppose, aside from the St. Coleman's game, where we were we were playing a little bit in all of our opposition for, for one half, um, we've been able to, to, to stand up against the big names of Munster. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's another big name, but it's 15 against 15 at the end of the day. Exactly. Now, just in terms of preparation, I'm always fascinated when, when teams get, you know, further on in, the, in, in competitions and various times of the year um, and, and, and it gets to the, you know, all the hard work in terms of fitness would have been done. So would your training now consist mainly of skills and, 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 and just uh, honing, honing your, your tactics and, and positional play and all that kind of thing? Or is there still some fitness work to be done, you know, knowing that conditions can still be tough enough at this time of the year? No, I suppose we had a four-week we had a four-week layoff since the since the final. So we had, I suppose, a little gap for, I suppose, if you like to call it, a little mini preseason where we could do a little bit of, a little bit of the tougher stuff with the lads. And then we've had a good few obstacles to overcome with you know different illnesses, injuries. The weather hasn't been to our, hasn't been to our, <coughs> our preference trying to organise a challenge game or two. So we've had a few little obstacles like that to overcome, but. Yeah, it's like Anthony, I suppose um, things are never going to go in a straight line for you and things are never going to go straight forward. But uh, I know we're happy enough with how the preparations have gone in the last few weeks. And would you train mainly in the school pitch or do you go down to the Dr. Daly Park or have, um, you, have you actually got elsewhere uh, ever for a bit of a training session? It's a combination of a school fields. Um, we were trained in the school field over this over the midterm break when the weather wasn't very kind. Uh, and the Intelligent BA Club are, are, are very are very good to us. We, we train at. We generally train after school um, with the light dimming in January and February from half four to six. So, yeah, we, we're really indebted to, to Tola, to Tola GA Club with the use of their lights. And, um, yeah, so it's, I suppose it's a combination of, you know, we're very lucky with our new school and our new school field. that You know, it's, it's, it's literally playable all year round. So, um, yeah, it's... it's, it's Great, that's great boost for us to have those facilities in, in, in the area. That is some facility to have in, uh, on your doorstep at the school and indeed down, down across the road in, in Dr. Daly Park as well. You know, I suppose everything comes together when you when you want success. You need these things to fall into place. Uh, regardless of the reputation or, or the standing of the school, what do you know about Kieran's as a team and, and how they play and, and, and you know, their, their strengths and maybe potential weaknesses? Do you know much about them, this particular side? Yeah, well, I suppose it's... A totally different style of hurling to the Munster hurling to the Harky Cup hurling. Uh, it's very much, you know, it's kind of more traditional. You won't find any sweepers down in Kilkenny. Um, <laughs> you know, you go out and you go out and you you uh, you compete. You compete in the air. They, pre- they 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 place a great value on winning ball in the air, and they have a couple of great ball winners. Um, they have a very talented. They have a blue chip forward in uh, Harry Shine as well. So. You know that he would have been on the he would have been on the minor team of the year, the, the All Ireland team of the year last year. So we know we're going to have to have to keep an eye an eye out for him. But they have a couple of other guys who who really are are well able to win their own ball. I suppose that'd be the hallmark of all Kilkenny teams. And their work rate their work rate. Haven't seen them 
against Kilkenny CBS is second to none as well. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, you, you mentioned blue chip forwards and you have dealt with a couple of blue chip forwards with other teams before in this run and, uh, you know, you do what you have to do and, and your defence has been outstanding and I suppose, as, as we all know, defence often starts, does start with your full forward line, your forwards working their behinds off to make sure the pressure is on defenders clearing it. So so we can expect a fairly traditional game, you think, up and down the field, plenty of aerial contests and all that and how do you think that might suit your lads? Yeah, well, I suppose we've had to roll with the punches um you know, every game we've gone out has been different and every team that we've played has thrown different challenges our way. So, you know, we're coming up against a, we're coming up against a different challenge, a completely different challenge now on Saturday. Um, as I said, you know, it's different to the Munster hurling. It's probably less tactical. It's more you won't you win your own patch and you dominate, first of all, in the air and they place a huge emphasis on... Um, on winning primary position and and their work rate in fairness to them is, is second to none. So yeah, well they wouldn't that's, be Kilkenny. That's, that's what's facing us at the weekend. They wouldn't be Kilkenny without without an enormous work rate and belief uh, too in, in that aspect of things. And uh, but you know one of the one of the hallmarks of your team, um, that, as I've I've noticed and everybody would talk about is the work rate first of all, the honesty of effort, the Look, the skills are there. There's no question about it. And, and, and I suppose, you, you know, you've, you've seen that since they were in first year. But uh, they've gelled together uh, as a team. And, and, and I think the way they back each other up and uh, different fellas, you know, come into the game at different times. But, you know, you have nothing to fear, really, in terms of in terms of your own ability. It's just a question about getting that performance out of them on the day. And, you know, that's something you don't really know until maybe when the ball is thrown in. Yeah, 100% Pat. I mean, I suppose... The, the month layoff is, is a small bit of a worry, really, because before yeah. that we we, we would we would have been rolling every two weeks, and you know we would have been tried tried and tested formless. So yeah, we know that if we don't bring if we don't bring the stuff that we brought to the other games, you know we're not going to be we're not going to be there 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 thereabouts in in the final five or ten minutes, and and that's where we want to be. If we feel that if we if we could be in a and with a shot with five or ten minutes to go, then we'd, we'd have a, we'd have a, a reasonable chance. So that's where we want to be. We want to be we want to be competitive. We want to be there near the end. And, uh, we'll uh, we take our chances if we're in it near the end. Exactly, and I mean that was that's your, as I said your hallmark up to now. And and look at, I think we'd all be happy enough to see you well in the game with ten or fifteen minutes left because you have such magnificent record and strong finishing uh, in recent times. Um, just to see, just to, to just clarify for listeners, you had a reasonably good run in terms of, um, you know, no, no, no major injuries to key players or that kind of thing. There'd be always niggles, of course. So, are you kind of happy enough to running into this semi-final that you're reasonably okay on the injury side of things? Yeah, well, we have a couple of guys that are recovering from like, you know, a lot of flu stuff, like yeah. chesty cough symptoms and things like that. Like lads trying to shake off different bits and pieces and. Lads trying to, to work their way through and course of antibiotics and Paul McMahon from, from Christine is is nursing um he's nursing a fairly fairly swollen ankle. So yeah, we have one or two concerns. So <clears throat> it's just about it's just about trying to get those lads onto the field and trying to get them right. Um so yeah, um we're hoping that we can we can piece them together and, and get them out onto the field and, and get them in as good a shape as as, as they can possibly be. I suppose it's never otherwise in preparing teams, Tomas, as we know. Um, uh, look, at it's all to play for and uh, 
look at we know we know you're good enough and uh, it's 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 just a fantastic journey and I'm sure uh, the support as usual from East Clare and indeed many other parts of Clare as well will only be massive yet again and I suppose you know Ronan O'Connor I think referred to it that he feels that really lifts the team now I know sometimes teams lift supporters as well and your team certainly does but I think that 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 cr- that support you have from all over Clare um, is is a great boost to the players when the chips are down. Yeah, but I suppose it probably works both ways with the, with the crowd, like and us. You know, you know, our guys have have stuff that may that maybe a crowd can latch onto. We always say to the, to the lads, like you know, you know, win the crowd, and the crowd the crowd will drive you home. Like so, we're very lucky with the support that we have. Um, all of East Clare, not only East Clare but all throughout Clare. Indeed. We've got a massive back, and like the the support we had today in in, in the Gaelic grounds for the Hearty Cup final was unbelievable. <clears throat> you know, it was a it was a carnival like atmosphere, and um, they, they they've been our sixteen men all year. So yeah, we we'd be appealing for as many people as possible from from the area and and from Clare to come down and 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 help us help us get over the line on Saturday, Nina. Exactly. The last word on it, I suppose, it's been a reasonably decent week. Weather-wise, uh, pictures would be improving somewhat. Uh, very little rain, only a few squibs, and uh, Saturday, you know. Good, a good day, uh, Provost as well. So look at every team going out. I'm sure Kieran's the same. Will like good, good conditions to play in, and you know your lads as well as anybody else want to play in the best conditions, regardless of of who it suits best. They just want to play in good conditions, and that's a, a, I suppose a positive thing anyway in general. Yeah, well, look, we we've played in bad conditions and we've played in good conditions, and we'd like to think we're able to mix it mix it in both. We like to think we're able to hurl. We we like to think we're able to run, and we we like to think that we're able to fight for the ball. So. We have a lot of good qualities or characteristics, but it'll, it'll count for nothing if we don't bring those qualities out on Saturday. That's the whole point. Tomás, uh, I suppose the other semi-final good counsel to Wexford versus Arts School Reach uh, has the vacancy of, look at, I know, obviously, your own game is what concerns you, obviously, 100%. You're not thinking ahead. But from the point of view of just uh, a good match, this is the vacancy of, of a great game. We know Arts School Reach are very strong. They've recovered back and uh, beat, uh, beat Atten Roy there. And also, good counsel, I think, have a lot of Kilkenny minor. So, this is the makings of a really, really good contest. Uh, would you have any inclination how it might go f- from your own point of view? Yeah, well, I suppose it's, it's, it's of no real concern of ours at the minute un, un, until we, uh, oh, yeah. like, unless unless we are actually in a, in, in, in a final. But yeah, it, 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 it does have the makings of a good contest. Um, I suppose good counsel probably came by surprise to win the Leinster Championship. It was a huge victory for them. Obviously, they'd have a huge pedigree, and uh, I know they're based in New Ross, but they, yeah. they have a lot of Kilkenny lads. They, they do have a big Kilkenny cohort in their in their panel, um, and I suppose our school reach. We know the strength of our school reach, and our school reach have rebounded very well. They they they, they were on course to beat um, Aston Wright, who would have been favourites for the competition in Bellier the first day, but for the unfortunate injury to that right there. Yeah, and thankfully he rec- thankfully he recovered, and 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 they they were they were they were full value. Um, they were full value for their win on Monday night in Dangan against um, against 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 Satin Rice. So yeah, it's, it's, it has the makings of a, of a huge contest. Absolutely, and, and as I said, it's not your concern at the moment, but just it's just a great match to look forward to if we can watch maybe watch the stream and see hopefully which of them will be facing you in the final once you get there, which I'm, I've look at which which we have every chance of. Just before we leave it, uh, Tomas, there's a few clubmates of your own, I'm sure, up there in Tours North. I know you, you wouldn't, I don't know if you're conscious of North Clare or not, but up in the Simon, and they'll have a fantastic run between football and hurling, and isn't that absolutely wonderful? And uh, you know, to have. Great credit to Innes Diamond, as well as Tulla going so well. Uh, great credit also to Innes Diamond School up there. 
Yeah, I suppose we're in my eye in Kilimona hat. Like it's 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 great to see. Um, it's great. I suppose the school is probably backbone by any Kilimona lads, and you, you have the Corfin lads and the Inistayim lads, and um, what they've done is fantastic. To, you know, to be able to to be able to win so comprehensively in 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 a, in a final and to be able to compete in, in both the football and the hurling um, is a huge is a huge is a huge credit to them. And I don't see I don't see their journey in either competition uh, stopping anytime soon. So. Yeah, I think yeah they're out uh, on the weekend against uh, a team from Belfast. So that's right. Yeah, yeah I would know enough, I I would know an awful lot of the lads, and yeah, wishing those boys the best of luck, and hopefully that they could go one step further uh, in, in in helping to bring uh, an All Ireland title uh, to North Clare. Absolutely, with your club best involved. That's why I said it, it was worth the mention. And anyway, from a point of view of Clare School doing so well, it's fantastic, and we wish them very very well. And I suppose Tara Rin as well is is vying for you with the with the manager of the year up there over the springtime of the year. So <laughs> uh, fair play to Tara as well. Yeah, it's a fantastic. Tara has been involved in both teams, so it's a huge achievement to be Massive, able to yeah. to be able to to win a Munster title in hurling and football, and and to be able to you know to be able to compete so strongly at our Ireland level. So I don't think that that that, that they'll be happy on 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 until they have those two All-Ireland t- Cups going back to his diamond. And most best to look to Tola. Isn't best to tell from or best to look to Tola as well from all here in Sportsline. And Tomas, I know you'll get sick of talking. I know you want to get out on the field for the action. So, listen, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us in Sportsline. Uh, you know we'll be fully behind you. And, uh, you know, the honour you're bringing to your school, the clubs in East Clare in general, and Clare holding is fantastic. And, long, and just, we just hope it continues for another step. So the very, very best of luck this weekend against St. Kieran's and... Uh, Again, look at we're all behind you and thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Pat. Thank, th- thank you for the call. On the wide swept hill of Tulla, where the Claremen plays their day, for solemn used and sentinel above the The broken Northlands through Borden, Bleak and Bay. And now we're delighted to be joined on the line by one of Clare's leading journalists with the Clare Echo, of course, Parik McMahon. Parik, thanks again, once again, for helping us out on Sports Lane. You're more than welcome to be here. Thanks very much, Pat. Thanks for having me. PC Times, Parik, uh, they all seem to be PC Times lately, for, whether we're talking about condensed leagues or championships. Uh, there's so much happening. Um, and I suppose we start with the National Hurling League and Clare's division. Um, that that elusive win, as probably expected, was achieved against Offaly. Um, didn't look like it was sure for I suppose four fifths of the game, but finally things worked out as expected. Parig. Yeah, no, uh, a great great win um, to get over the line. I think only one point between them in the last ten minutes, but um, Clare, as expected, then kind of pulled away to to record a four twenty sixteen point win. And the biggest plus of all, I think, is to see Mr. Tony Kelly back in the, the clear colours and further boosted by Peter Duggan making an appearance. Um, so, you know, mightn't seem too significant to some people, but just for Clare to end that winless streak is is very important. And that was something Brian Lohan would have even emphasised at the final whistle. Um, so they're off the off the mark now and two very tough games to come with them. Um, with Limerick and, and Galway. So, you know, in a way, it's it's fantastic preparation for championship that they're finishing against these two teams. Unlikely, well, we, we still could, you know, depending on our results, get out of the group. But, um, you know, you'd imagine Offaly are going to be the team that will finish bottom. So, um, 
mixed enough campaign, but we could finish if we could finish. Um, you'd, you'd hope you'd, you'd hope to get a win in either the Galway or the Limerick game, particularly the Limerick. I think from the psychological point of view, in that we're going to be welcoming Limerick back to Cusick Park for the championship. Um, and they've already beat us in the Munster Hurling League in Cusick Park. So, um, I think that one is going to be a very big game, even just psychologically, regardless of of the the outcome for it. I think that I think you're right, and I suppose any clear Limerick game is, is a big game. But uh, maybe in, in these circumstances, it's even uh, maybe that will be slightly more important for Clare. Um, just going back uh, and looking back to Offaly before we, we go into the Limerick one. Um, I suppose it was a story of two 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 sides of the spectrum: the brilliance of Tony Kelly being back, and the fantastic news that Peter Duggan has finally appeared as well after having been Willie Wonty in Australia and all that sort of thing at one end of the spectrum, maybe. And then the likes of you know Patrick Crotty and Shane Meehan, maybe. Two lads at the very, very dawn of their careers for Clare Hurling, both um, doing exceptionally well. Uh, you know, to, to get Clare over the line and get some fantastic scores with them. Yeah, definitely, and that's that's the big plus of Brian's tenure so far has been the couple of young lads that he's brought through, like um, Patrick Crashy, maybe not overly discussed as much I suppose um, outside of the Scarif and the East Clare community whereas now he's making his mark he the great club championship last year and um, his name is known with all Clare Hurling followers now at this stage um, and Shane Meehan there was a lot of hype there was even worry would he go in with the footballers yeah. or you know but he, he's fantastic feet and he just weaves in um, and as has been pointed out by Brian Lohan after the, the Offaly game he takes a lot of punishment but he gets on with his great attitude and he's a danger and he's a threat every time um, and he, he's going remarkably well as it, as it's a crashing. I think Paddy Donnellan is quite quite industrious player as well around the middle of the field and he's getting through an amount of work. It's very similar to, to Jack Brown, I think, in in respects, but like he, he finished the Wexford game with three or four points all from play, so he's he's offering a lot. Paddy Donnellan, again, his second year on the panel, so the likes of him, Shane Meehan, um, you know, that first year under Brian, while they might have got as much game time, you know, only cameos in the league, training in with the with the guys and being a part of the panel for the year, it seems to be seems to be really standing to him. Um and as well you've the likes of Robin Mounsey, who um, you know, has had a good uh, intermediate campaign with Rouen, played well in the twenty ones for Curfin Rouen, he's making the step up. You know, he's he's doing okay in the in the bit of game time he's getting. Maybe he, he mightn't be getting, you know, as long as he might possibly like. But but you know seems to be be doing okay. It doesn't seem to be a million miles off the pace. Um, and then of course you've you've Mike Goff, uh, you know showing well. He seems to be putting in that he's a potential option to be in in the full back line now. And I'd I'd love to see maybe for either the Limerick or Galway game, he Nolan get crack and see how he'll fare at um, senior and county level. Yeah, and as I mentioned, Keen Nolan, I think we're we're all maybe talking. I mean, uh, it's actually East Clare out here, anyway, and I know you were you were a fan as well of his club form, and that for for some reasons since he's got on the panel, he just has got so little time now. I know injury has crept into it, and that is nobody's fault. It's just one of those things. But he, certainly, one lad we'd love to see getting, and and I suppose he needs to be tried out against one of the more ex- top sides because see can he cope at that level, as you've said. Now the other thing that was notable as well, as we talk about the Clare defences, so the other main talking point is that John Conlon has made a return to the half-back line I suppose it's centre-back or kind of sweeper centre-back or whatever or, 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 or whatever you call the, 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 the American that American position quarterback centre-back whatever you want to call it but you know I think it now looks that the, the back line is getting very very settled uh, people were, were worried about it and we weren't finding too many new names but it looks like he's settling fairly well for for well the six that maybe were there last last uh, Last Sunday, Parig, and uh, what's what's your opinion of the John Conlon experiment? I know it, uh, it's not an experiment anymore, but you know, uh, for the future. Yeah, like yeah, I know, I like I know you're saying settled, but in a way, I 
I don't it, it is it's maybe settled in their minds, but to say it's settled for us, I don't I don't think so. Like I I'd much prefer to see John in the forwards. That's my own personal opinion. But the the argument from management is they feel he's he's calm on the ball, he's good at breaking it out and finding a person and that the nearly the feeling then from talking to people within the camp is that they have enough options up front anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, with the likes of Peter coming back in, um, fingers crossed, toes crossed and everything that Mark Rogers will be back soon enough, you know, because Seem to return to farmers, which is the help. Yeah, yeah. See, he he put it, which and again that could come down to good management, and that he kind of maybe got a kick. He might have thought his place was nailed down, and then mm. didn't play well in the Munster Ireland League and was put aside. But um, again, the, the similar thing which we would have spoke about the last days, like we we are cocking up a lot of frees still in defence, and um, the management had to take off Connor Cleary for Mike off because he was close to being yeah. sent off <clears> on a second yellow, um, and. We've been fortunate not to get punished with that, but I think we are going to get punished big time, and we are going to end up with fourteen men um, in a, in a big important game, and we know how important these monster championship games are going to be. Um, so they seem they seem to be. I think they seem to have fixed who who they have in their heads that they'd like to go with. But like just to go back to the start question about Keen Nolan, he, of course he had the the injuries at the start, but I I just love to see him get his chance, and similar to. You know, again, going back to when we were talking the last time that it was kind of discussed, Aaron Fitz had a great game and that he'd get another chance. Keane is going to need more than one chance because he's going to come in and, you know, he'll find his feet. But, um, you know, I, I, you know, I wouldn't even rule him out full back. I just to try him and see how he's gone because he's done very well there with um, with Smith O'Brien's. And I know it's a massive jump from intermediate championship to, to senior and to county. But um, I, I, it'd just be great to see him get a chance and see what level he, he has, is at when it comes to senior and to county. Yeah, and as we'd have said all along, Parik, from I, I'm a lot older than you, I can remember back to Clare teams in the in the seventies and eighties and that, and uh, all the way through to the great nineties squad and maybe to early two thousands. The big thing was we always had a settled defence, and the problem was we, we hadn't enough scoring forwards. And it, it seems to have come around the other way now, isn't it? Really, which is brilliant in a way that we have seemed to have a good number of options up front, and its defence is or maybe our our slightly more weaker weaker set, side of things. Absolutely, and it's it's anything. I think any opposing intercounty manager, they'd be worried about a clear attack. And even when they kind of see John push back, that might give him some bit of relief. But you know, to be trying to plan for an attack that could potentially include the likes of Peter Duggan, Tony Kelly, Shane Meehan, Mark Rogers, Ian Galvin, Paul Malone. Like, there's so many different dimensions. That yeah. those guys will throw even Patrick Crotty to come into a mix because some guys have described him as an awkward hurler and maybe difficult to mark, but he's, he's very effective. Um, and then you know, you're, you're just looking at it. I was listening to Colin Ryan was speaking on um with Shane Stapleton during the week, and he was just saying a similar point to yourself, Pat, but he was kind of saying, We seem to be fit, we seem to be okay. He was very re- relatively happy with Rory Hayes, Jeremy Ryan, and possibly John at six. But then he said the other three, it's not as secure. Yeah, um, yeah. That, especially that number seven. That number seven jersey is the big mystery, isn't it? It's it, at least yeah. Paul Fennigan seems to have somewhat settled into that other corner, and you know he, he can do an adequate job, and sometimes a very good job. But uh, mm-hmm. that left half back position, nobody seems to be at all putting their hands up for it. Yeah, and even said like someone could be listening and say Gee, he's given out and he's very critical about the backs because you know while I'd be nervy about some of them you couldn't really say Connor Cleary or Paul Flanagan was overly at fault in last year's championship either no that's true but it's just you know it's just a worry like you look at we have a quality forward line 
and a lot of other counties do when you see the damage the likes of, you know, Shane Kingston's and even Shane Barish did last year, yeah. you know, when we played Cork and, you know, that was the game we lost. So that's the game you maybe introspect a bit more. But, you know, when you look at the club championship then, David Fitzgerald was, but there was a lot of lads from Eilid Kilmore that were outstanding. He was ultra consistent throughout yeah. the, the campaign. And if we could get him, he would tick that box in the seven. Jack Brown, again, had an excellent club um, campaign with Ballet. He really stood up and proved a point. I think he was very motivated to prove a point to the county management. So it's it's hard to know what way you do it. Some other people are arguing, do you bring back Cahal Malone, similar to when he was in the backs under Donal and Jerry? But I'd prefer to maybe keep him at 10 or even around midfield because his level of work rate is, is unmatched. Absolutely. Colin Lone has been one of the players of, 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 of our top players for the last two or three years and uh, maybe a lot of people wouldn't have foreseen that coming initially but uh, he has just worked hard and got himself into being you know, one of our first, na- first names on, on the team list. Um, in general, um, um, Parig, um I suppose we'll just talk about the league in general for a second because it's a fascinating league in many ways because you have teams like Dublin, Waterford and Wexford maybe who would be a little bit unsung. Well, not Waterford I suppose as such but uh, flying it. And uh, do you think that's just maybe win- winter form that won't be carried through or do you think there's anything significant in the likes of Wexford and particularly Dublin as well going so well? I think Waterford isn't a surprise. Yeah, Dublin is the hard one to judge. If, if they can bring that through to championship they'd be the one I'd I'd be slightly wary of banking on them yeah. whereas I think I think Derry Egan's doing a fantastic job with Wexford um, and like I first came across him and I probably might have been the same time as yourself Pat the year he was with Scarif that's um, right. I think it was a 2018, 2019 thereabouts. And I that's like obviously Scarif have been, you know, and they've been a great club for years. But that was the year when I was watching them. I, I seemed to nearly be at every intermediate match for Scarif that year. And, you know, that's when I kind of realised the intermediate games are nearly better than the senior. Yeah, but it yeah. was at that stage watching them, I just said, this Scarif team is good enough to be making the quarterfinals of the Clare Senior Championship. And he had done a fantastic job with them. And, you know, you could see they were very well drilled. So, you know, he's. He, I like. I've never trained under him, but I would have high regard for him from what I've seen the teams he's produced, and he seems to even be getting another kick off Wexford. Like people would always say, you know, there's always a an initial bounce off David Fitzgerald, but there's a big bounce down Wexford off Derry Egan, and it's kind of the likes of Conor McDonald wasn't playing the last day, but he's mm-hmm. he had started the league very well, and Derry seemed to be getting the best out of the likes of him. And um, Lee Chin hasn't played much during right, yeah. so it's um, still to you come know, back. Yeah, be happy with Wexford and Bush. You know, you're looking then at the other Munster teams, Watford flying it, um, top of the 1B with Dublin, and then Cork really laid down a marker at the weekend with their win over Limerick. Um, people are kind of saying, you know, just talking that are Limerick taking the league serious, but I don't think any team goes out to disregard a league because it's very dangerous. I mean, I unfortunately have an experience of it with teams. Even if you get loose, used to, to losing games, it's very demoralising for players. And you can't underestimate the actual significance of that. So I don't think Limerick are disregarding the league, but I think they'll come all guns blazing for ourselves in Cusick Park. But um, Henry Shefflin then starting well in 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 Galway yeah. um, in patches. You know that win over Limerick was big for them. Hard to judge then. Cullum Bonner and Tipperary. I think people are saying, is it Clare and Tip? Would you write them off for Munster? I wouldn't, but I think I. I'd fancy your chances against Tipperary and then it all comes down to on the day with the others I'd say Yeah, Colum is the one who probably hasn't got a bounce maybe you know Tip haven't got a bounce of the new manager you, you, you don't seem to sense any sense of excitement with the, the crowd or maybe anything 
magic happening for Tipiet now, that's not to write them off, of course, to be the most stupid thing to do. But as you say, um, hasn't happened for them yet. But look, I suppose the old adage of the league and championship in two different things will, will, will be tested out again this spring and nearly summer indeed. And um, just go back to the, the Clare Limerick game this weekend, um, Parig, I suppose, you know, as you said at the outset, it would be very, very important for Clare to try and get a win here if, or else against Galway. Limerick, Ireland at their best at the moment. They're not going to turn around in a week fully. Referees seem to be pulling them a little bit more for the fouling. Again, that might be a spring thing or a wee league thing rather than so. But uh, it's a real chance for Clare. And I suppose if we don't at least perform well against them, the signs wouldn't be great for the summer. No, and just um, one of your observations there, I think, is absolutely on the money about the referees and Nimerick. To be honest, they actually remind me a bit of Clare in 2014, where Clare were maybe getting pulled, like the especially down in Wexford Park. The there just seemed to be yeah. a bit more introspection on Clare, and even in Cusack Park, sure, you had Podge Collins getting sent off That's right. for that infringement, and no one has been sent off for that since. No one since, I know. yeah. But um, that that just seems to be very much a, a parallel. And then you go back; it is huge significance for this game. And you're kind of questioning: Does Brian go all out, or does he, you know, maybe throw in someone like Daryl Lohan or Mikey Goff or Keen Nolan or someone like that, just to see what they do in the pressure cooker kind of game? Yeah. Because I, I'd say they'd have to nearly treat this as championship, and then, you know, even or even a Robin Mounsey or a Patrick Crashy, you know, one of those guys, and see what they bring to it. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see what sort of a team lineup he's gone with Aver in in every game. I think he's going to keep with him. Um, you know, and, and not with Eamon Foody or Keen Broderick, which is probably probably fair enough. Um yeah, you know, but maybe stage, yeah. the two but the two boys might say they'd love a, a crack, which they probably would, but I, I just I would be very interested if maybe he threw in what you could regard as a fringe player and how they'd get on in, in what'll be a big game um against Limerick. Yeah, and I mean there's going to be a, a great atmosphere in Cusick Park, and as a real test against you know multi All Ireland champions, and you you know it would be a, a, a place where you try at least one, if not two, maybe as you said, those French players, and maybe Brian will, or maybe he'll just try to build up confidence by getting a win with the with the tried and trusted players. Look at it's fascinating anyway, and uh, an awful lot to look forward to in that game. Now, uh, Parig, you're also um, sticking with hurling for the moment. Uh, there's another major um, fixture, of course, this weekend. Uh, Today, to this this very day, uh, Tulla against um, St. Kieran's. St. Kieran's was the, 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 the aristocrats of, of college hurling, certainly in Leinster and indeed at, at Ireland level as well. And uh, brilliant Tulla, having won a, a, month, or a hearty cup there for the first time in their history, um, won't be fear, feel, fearful of any reputation, but still a major, major uh, challenge for them. Major challenge, but um, my God, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want any other team to go in to to be going into challenge than this Tulla panel, they're remarkable. Um, and I, you'd just love, you know, the maybe the romantic or the fairy tale side of it, you'd love for them to get a day out in Co Park. I think it's the, yeah. the least they deserve, and if they were to get over St. Kieran's, obviously, that's the reward. Like, but um, they, they'll have their homework done, like, as I remember, even listening and to, to Terence do talking even before and after, they hadn't seen much of Art Scullerish at the time of their semi-final but they did their homework and they completely nullified the key threats um, it, the the one thing that possibly could catch Tulla which it would be hard to be grudging is just the, the celebrations seem to go on for maybe uh, <laughs> a bit of a festival they did a tour of East Clare so um, you know which had to be done as well that they marked the, the occasion yeah. and made the memories but um, yeah it'll just be it'll be very interesting it'll be uh, 
big big chance um, you know and it's it's great for St. Joseph Tully you would have sympathy for that the Flannans team that maybe didn't get a chance to conclude their All-Ireland campaign because you'd been hoping a Crow True. Cup could have come back <clears throat> um, but um, you know these are the guys these will they, they'll seize the, seize the challenge um, and they'll definitely be up for it Nina will suit them and um, well the know, conditions have been good this week as well Patrick, which is probably you know it'll suit both sides obviously but as any, there's no team going out doesn't want to play in decent conditions Absolutely, and I definitely will. It'll suit. Um, I just I remember I was kind of maybe talking about Oshin Clune the last. I think the conditions will kind of suit a player like him, who maybe hasn't been overly influential. Whereas the mucky conditions, it could it could maybe suit a different type of hurler. Yeah. So I I think it's uh, you possibly could say St. Kieran's might have a stronger panel because St. Joseph's have maybe got away without having an extraordinary impact off their bench. But um, just one of the things I've been completely struck in, you did a fantastic interview with Ronan O'Connor after, just the leadership of players like him, um, their maturity beyond their years and their, their exemplary, their, you know, their accredited for school. We and were all highly impressed with Ronan, I have to say. Yeah, a young fellow who, who's had, you know, tough tough times in his personal and family life there in recent times and yet just never never once showed any signs of, 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 any, of any, you know, emotion or anything else. Only just very realistic about the importance of the group, the group, the group and, and keeping their heads on the ground. Yeah, really impressive young man. Yeah, and like we, we you know, sometimes... You'd be listening to people, and they throw out plastics easy now every now and then, and you know just because they get thrown around, do they add significance? But that Ron O'Connor, I must say, is an inspirational young guy. Um, I've been really struck by him. I just watching different interviews that he's done afterwards. I think he's he's a very impressive young guy, and delighted to see that he was captain. You'd be you'd actually be emotional even watching it, and even I listened back to Tommy Gilfile give a, a wonderful tribute to him on, on Claire yeah, Femme as well. Um, absolutely, you know I, that's that's the beauty of the Hearty Cup that you have these areas coming together, and you know lads that should be as I think Ron would have said that they'd be tearing the head <laughs> off each other, and you know they're they're going to war with each other. So I. You know, maybe it's the romantic in us, but I'd love to see him get to Crow Park and keep going. Um, but um, some some challenge in the way this weekend. Uh, a, fair, a fairy tale it would be indeed. The other, I suppose, positive thing is to see a, a, a good Clare lads uh, leading Arts Gold Reach on their way to the semi final as well, and uh, especially at the scoring end of things. And while we were in the deep depression last year, maybe at the, at the underage set up in Clare, and I know this, this these couple of school runs don't change things magically, but to see Clare fellas uh, leading the scoring race for Arts Gold Reach is also very positive Parik. Yeah, yeah, Broadford's Nile O'Farrell is going <coughs> is going very well and there's a sizable clear contingent inside there as well. David Kennedy um, as well, I think, yeah. You know, going going well. Yeah, there's there's you know, and a couple of guys on the on the extended panel as well. But like you'd know it yourself, passion and from the education side of things, these kind of runs, what Terence and Aiden and Tomas have done, this hearty team didn't happen overnight. Like this is five years in the making that they've you know, put this squad together oh, yeah. and built it. And yeah. like, while we're happy to see the the Clare lads lighting out with Hard School, I think the run they've gone on <laughs> and the run of Flannans, the Clare guys that are maybe considering going to Hard School, they'll go to Tulla and they'll go to Flannans as well. Very important point, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, and we we have we have benefited from Hard School reach with the likes of Carl McInerney and Conor Ryan Cratlow. But I I just think it'd be better for us maybe I'm being very uh, clannish or whatever but parochial parochial we'll say but nothing wrong yeah. with that either <laughs> <laughs> you know if we, if we had our clear schools getting there because yeah. I think um, as well the one thing that was standing out for me about this Tulla team is I think these guys and even Niall Moran kind of mentioned in the dressing room these guys will be the backbone of their clubs because if you look at the, the St. Caymans team in 2009 that got to their Hearty Cup final um, you would have had the you know guys that have been key key uh, members of their club the Cratlow lads like Enda Bice and you know, Patch Collins, all these guys, 
that have stayed on and actually been driving their club and leading their clubs for, for years. So hopefully the same thing will be replicated with the guys in the mills and Tull and, and all these surrounding clubs. I think it's a very, very important point you make there, Paul, from that point of view of, of Clare holding. Yes, better keep Tull Clare teams, school teams, getting the All-Irelands and it, or school win an odd one if they want a couple of Limerick lads on, on their team now and again. But look, yeah, you, you're right. We need the Clare clubs and Clare schools striving and, and I suppose, you know, feeding each other with players, uh, the top-class players. Now, um, we'll change quotes for a second and uh, we'll just talk about Camogie because I know you're, you're very familiar with the, the clear Camogie scene and very interested as well. And um, I suppose uh, last weekend against Kilkenny, there was seemed to be a very, very improved performance, uh, a one-point defeat, and I think it was a late point at that. And uh, I suppose the new management team finding their feet, trying out, trying out as many girls as they can and missing some players as well. But uh, overall, your, your, your impressions of, of, of last Sunday's display against Kilkenny Parag? Yeah, um, I I know they were very disappointed not to get the win, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be one for moral victories at all at all. But I think considering the clear team that was out and the panel of players, I t- actually thought it was a good result to lose to Kilkenny by a point. Now Kilkenny would tell you, and Brian Dowling, their manager, said that they were very disappointed with their display as well. Kilkenny weren't that, um, you know, a hundred percent themselves. But um, this it's very much seems to be um, a clear team in transition. You know, you saw the two dailies coming in off the bench straight away. And, you know, John Carmody acknowledged afterwards that it wasn't ideal to have to be calling on them. But that seems to be the way they are with injuries and they'd overlap with the juniors because it is very unfair. And the girls, they were, you know, they hadn't even seven days or at most had seven days since Gareth O'Connell's run. So I just, you know, player we talk about player welfare, but it doesn't seem to be delivered here at all in this respect because... Again, if I was with Scarf Gunn, I'd be shouting from the rooftops because you don't want those girls to be tired when it comes to the, the Crunchy Club Championship, whereas they're just gone from one hamster wheel to another straight away with with no break. Um, so it's it's a lot to ask of them, I think. But and again, it's it is as I say, very much a clear team in transition. You know, from the likes of yourself and Leo, um, have been at the games for years, and I've been at the games for years, and there's a lot of them going in there you wouldn't recognise a lot of the panel. It's um, which is interesting, but also slightly worrying because it's the old chestnut that I've been harping on any time I kind of talk camogie on this show is we're struggling to keep the best players in clear playing camogie on the county panel, which is I don't know what what it is. Maybe there's a maybe there's a PhD in it. Um, yeah, I understand. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, um, it's it's just very worrying because I just think the mix was off because and I know they're managing the juniors and the seniors together, but. Um, and not to be disrespectful to anyone, but there was a couple of junior Camogie players on the team, really, for, for Clare, and that's going to catch them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sometimes you can see the standard is there, but one player that I thought I was very impressed with was Quiva Carmody from Kilmaley. Um, yeah, I believe she, she played very well, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she was our top scorer from Clay, I think, and, um, you know, she she had an excellent club campaign in 2020 for Kilmaley. They got to semi-final. And she didn't really get any game time for under Jero Connell last year, which I thought was both surprising and disappointing because you want to be trying to bring through a young mm. player. But she she really stepped up. Um, last she stepped up last week, very similar to how Zian Bland played in that game against Galway away last year. She just took. She was outstanding that particularly that first half. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, you know, that's so, right. Uh, like you'd, you'd, and Zian then was wing forward. Like so, I suppose you'd, it'd nearly be too similar to play the two of them midfield together. But. Um, you know, to have players with that level of work rate, um, yeah, engines, very happy with, yeah, athletic you know, girls, they, yeah, they, they stay going. So it's, um, and then again, it's, it's there's some parallels between the hurling team and the camogie that Chloe Mori was at centre back, 
Whereas um, I would have felt that was tried maybe 10 years ago and it didn't work. So I don't think... I don't think it's probably the best thing now, but you know what they have Claire Heher at fullback, probably to have the bit of security, whereas Claire would be um well able to, to line out at six. I think Eva Keane, again, probably one of the more effective forwards on the team that's capable of scoring from play. She's back wing back as well. So that I on paper I suppose they do have a strong half back line of Eva Keane, Chloe Moore, Elena Ryan, but you know, two of those three you'd prefer to see in the forward line and um it's Darren Murphy, I suppose I must mention her as well. She pulled off one fantastic save and she saved a penalty as well but she's been very impressive the few times I've seen her absolutely very impressive for a girl who hadn't been playing yeah. in goals for a club as far as I know ever or much yeah. anyway yeah. up in the forwards with, with, yeah, uh, no, she, you know. she's very very competent um, at the weekend in Cusick Park as well but just uh, on the penalties they've conceded three penalties in, in two games as far as I know which is um Maybe another trend that we're replicating from the hurlers, but um, it's uh, yeah something that that they need to rectify. But again, it just seems to be whether it's um, twenty twenty two or twenty ten or twenty fifteen, it's the same old problem with Claire Mogi in that we just seem to be possibly relying on our freeze for our scores. Um, like Lorna McNamara, I know she got she would have only got three frees from her eight point or, or ten point tally. Sorry, but um, like we just seem to be we're not we don't seem to be threatening enough. Yeah. Up front, or you know that there's a player, again, and not to be comparison the whole time with the hurling, but like I like a Shane Meehan. Whereas if he gets the ball, you're panicking straight away. Whereas, <clears> you know, it's nearly if Emer Kelly gets the ball, we know what she's going to do. Whereas, you know, there's no bit of spontaneity, I suppose, from from our forwards just to keep, you know, because and you even see it at the intercounty level in the Camogie now. They'll have their level of research done like any good management yes. team. So, I think it's probably fairly easy to set up to 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 maybe eliminate the clear threat up front and if you're not scoring you're probably not going to win the game and I suppose the the, the biggest aim I suppose if I, if I if I was involved in clear management I'd be trying to say okay we're not going to immediately catch up with maybe Galway Cork and Kilkenny even to be beating them but could be the best of the rest and I think that's the aim they should be going for you know okay Tipper probably you're probably looking at being the you know hitting into that top table little circle but I suppose like you have your Warfords and you have your Limericks and your maybe Dublins and Wexfords and a few more coming there and if if Clare could take the step of being the next better you know winning the games against those that they do have but of course obviously you have to play the top teams in between you, you mightn't get too far but it's it's to be the aim I suppose because with the senior championship we have and indeed the intermediate I, I, I think as you said at the outset there should be enough players of a certain standard there to make us bring us to the top four and I suppose that's the, the that's the um, that's the challenge for the lads in charge and, and ladies indeed. And uh, look at I suppose they need they need time. But uh, f- sadly enough, in sport, often you don't get enough. You don't have enough time, do you? You know, there's a certain amount of time you get, and and and, and you have to either then do it or, or kind of admit admit it's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, the club like when you see Scarfa Unlow getting to an All Ireland semi final. Why can't we replicate that level of dominance? And even you saw Nick in the morning getting to a Munster final. Generally, when we're progressing, our clubs are progressing out. Yeah, true. So now the top ten well as well. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So it's um, why why we're not replicating that is an interesting one as well. But the most and again following Camogie for decades and clear the most disappointing thing. I've no problem losing games or whatever, but it just seems to be that even Limerick bypassed us, and that was very apparent in Father McNamara Park. Absolutely. In the championship that they just completely were all over us and 
yeah, I was, you know, I was just very despondent going out yeah. to Father Macbeth that day because we, it just didn't align with everything. You know, we shouldn't, uh, fair play to Limerick that they have put in great work, but like, it just kind of said, what are we doing? That and, we just need to be almost standing still. And, and as Colin Collins yeah. has said, if you're standing still, you're going backwards. Going backwards. So I, and I suppose one of the finest players we have, and indeed maybe in the country, Nevo D. Now, now that Chloe seems to have been settled in the sixth short by my management, where would you see her role for Nevo if, if if she was? Hopefully, she will be back soon, um, Polly, because she's a player who could really spark for Clare. She could, yeah, she could. Um, I'd like ideally there now. If, if I was to do it, I'd maybe put Neve to eleven, and you could throw Emer Kelly to fourteen. Yeah, and straight away that could change things you could a lot. Maybe have yeah. a bit of lightning. You know, that kind of keeps the opposition guessing, but. Um, there just seems to be like obviously Neve has a high level of games between the dual um, commitments, and yeah. I don't know if it's if it's a correlation as part of that, but there's just a high level of injuries that she's never um, maybe been there for full championship for either team. She's just getting unlucky with injuries now at this stage. Um, whereas I remember her when she was bursting into the scene at 14, 16, and she's probably one of the greatest footballers I had seen at the time. Um, and she's kind of maintained that level of a football is her number one, which is fair enough. But the the Kamogi has kind of been in and out to an extent. Mm. She adds something every time she's there. But maybe maybe part of that is she hasn't been given a settled position. You know, every time a new management comes in, she's put here or put there. Uh, um, so and I'm correct. She was made captain. Or was I think she's captain. Is she of the squad of the, of the team? She's, she's joined captain. And which, yeah, um, that's right. Her, so I'm wondering was management thinking that would be a way of getting her to as not committed, I suppose, because she's a very committed player, but uh, to maybe. Uh, I suppose give 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 massive attention to the Gamogi this year. Uh, yeah, hopefully that hopefully well, there's a long way to like go yet. Anyway, that she will be and able even to. John Carmody would have would have had experience of, of managing her at club level with Kamali and also he was over the the Clare Miners before before he took the seniors um, and won a senior monster champion with with them back around 2012. But I would say that team. That he had in 2012, you had the likes of Deirdre Murphy. You had some excellent names and fantastic servants. Derek Mogi, not taking away the commitment the girls were given today is probably more. But um, I, I just be worried. Even the I haven't gone through the age demographic, but they are very young. Um, and it'll just be interesting to see if if we play back this interview in five years, how many of that panel is actually still there of the the younger girls as well, particularly because there's leave insert students. I think on the on the panel. As subs and that's there's just a lot between them pulling from the juniors and stuff and even I think it was probably because of that that the two dailies had to come on because they didn't want to be <coughs> using girls that were on the junior panel because they had a match at I think one was at one o'clock and the other was at three o'clock so it's um that's maybe one of the downfalls of having the two managements the same management over the two yeah. teams yeah well, Park, here we are in the first week of March and there's plenty of questions with regards to Claire Camogie and indeed Claire Hurling uh, and uh, particularly at senior level and um, look at uh, some questions will be answered this week no doubt and I'm sure more questions will be answered in, in the weeks to come but regardless of that anyway as usual we offer you our sincere thanks for your magnificent analysis and your your real great insights into both sports uh, for us here on Scarif Bay and uh, we're very very delighted that you joined us on Sportsline once again so Gremil Mahagut Patrick once more Thanks very much Pat always a pleasure Great So that's our Sportsline for this week on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and uh, brought to you of course in association with Dare Credit Union and my thanks to Jim uh, for uh, engineering and doing sound and, and all the other 
parts of, of the production. Also, special thanks to Tomás Kelly from Tullis uh, Post Primary School and to Paul McMahon from the Clare Echo. So this is Pat McMara saying best of luck to the Clare teams this weekend and until we meet again, Slán August Benacht. <laughs>